Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Here and I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth, and welcome to the Five Star Life Show. Welcome to the Five Star Life Show and Happy New Year! If you're listening to this kind of, you know, in the weekly release of the podcast and uh, our radio show, Happy New Year! Hope you had a great time. I love that time here just to reflect. We shut, like I shut down um, the week between Christmas and New Year's, and just kind of chill and reflect and relax and spend time with family. Mm-hmm. But I I, uh, I love this time of year. It's a new year, and it's just it's that point in life where you get a fresh start, and you can re look at goals and vision and kind of realign and and, and re- really reevaluate. You're a super disciplined person, so how, I mean, and you pretty much do this all the time. So what's different about the end of the year versus any time of the year? That, that's interesting, um, and thank you. That's a big compliment. Um, but it, you know, I think the difference is just the calendar year, and I think the downtime. So it, it's shifting. We talk all the time about goals and about vision and about execution. So we're kind of always revisiting our goals all the time, mm-hmm. right? But I think more on a personal level and on a family level, that's really probably the biggest part that I take advantage of just to look at. Where's our family going? Where, where, are, how are relationships? Um, how are our kids doing? How's my marriage? How, like health, all those kind of more personal things. Um, because you know, as an individual, it's up to us to have our own mechanisms for that. You know, in a workplace, you there's accountability. You have a board. You have executive team. It's like we we do that together. Um, but I think in individual, it's easy to to forget to to do that. And so unless you really sit down and take time to dream and talk with your spouse or your family members, that doesn't happen by osmosis. Do you include your kids in any of this? So, um, yeah, we, you know, with, with our kids, we do a lot of that more by kids. Like they're, they're all in school, I guess, except for my oldest. But we really look at like calendar school year. Um, but we often do this. We re- revisit these goals throughout the year. Very cool. Do you want to share any goals or you want to save that? Um, you know what? Um, this is super simple. Um, but my, my, like a personal goal of mine, just as an individual, and this may sound really hokey and really cheesy. <laughs> so I'm being a little bit vulnerable here. Now. <laughs> um, but I, I honestly, I want to, um, and this ties into what we're going to talk about in today's show, but I, I really, my personal goal is to walk in love and like what does it mean to walk in love we we either are rooted and we operate everything we think everything we do every relationship every action it comes from somewhere you know either we have pursuits and dreams or motivations or aspirations but like i want every like i want to go to the next level in making sure that everything that motivates me is driven by love and how i can serve and just help others and so that sounds kind of kind of vague and cheesy, um, but it's kind of a dialed in goal where I, I want everywhere I go 
that there's this light emanating from me. I already see that. So, well, <laughs> that's good. It's going to get brighter. Yeah. Very cool. How about you? You know what? I, I think we've talked about this before is I like to just pick a word and mm-hmm. kind of wrap it around. And, and the word that I picked this year was peace. So I'd love to live in peace. And I think love walking in love is part of peace, you know, being peaceful and living in peace. So yeah, it's been interesting. Hmm. So I started to kind of study that and break that down and see what it looks like for my life. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the focus when you pick a word or you have kind of a theme personally, like that's what I'm doing. I'm reading, I'm studying love and, and looking at how do you actuate that? What does that look like in your relationships and your workplace? And how do you, how do you continue to learn and grow so that you can have that effect? I mean, there's certain people throughout history, not many, but there's some people throughout history that really live that out and they were just different. Um, and they didn't live for themselves. And it, it, it's, it's weird because you have, it, we encourage at Five Star Life for people to set goals, to develop themselves and, and accomplish great things and have great personal success, whether it's financially, relationally, whatever. Those are all really good things. But I think when, when you think about being rooted in love, it's just a little tweak of what the driving factor is. I like that. And it's being intentional. I think that's one great thing about starting a new year is like, what are you going to be intentional about? Reading keeps coming up to me and I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Try to push that away. But it's like, you know, I I have just fallen away from that and I would like to be more intentional. So so to break that down, looking at, okay, my relationship with my wife, is everything I say and everything I do, all the conversations, and even like you look at your marriage and, and where your marriage is, right? You want it to grow and get better. So the way I approach my marriage, is it rooted in what I'm trying to get out of the relationship or is it rooted out of just pure love, right? How I interact with my kids, are those interactions and the way I look at their lives, is it is it operating out of love and in my, my goal here with this is that in my mind and in my heart, I no longer, when, when my thoughts and my actions have nothing to do with, don't have the ability to harm somebody else. That, that I'm trying to clean out all that stuff, all the fear-based stuff and maybe a little of that selfishness and then even manipulation, just cleaning that, sweeping, get, getting rid of all that. And part of it is like kind of opening your eyes. You have to kind of seek some of that stuff out because, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s now. I have some stuff I'm probably not even aware of that I'm, I want to become aware of it so I can make sure I'm truly whole, living purely from the inside out without that stuff that other people maybe see but they don't want to say something to me about. So. You know, I think it's a courageous thing to do too because most it's, it's – and I don't want to say it's painful, but it, it does take like some strength to take a deep look inside of yourself. And when you start to do that, you start to look at yourself that way. It's amazing what, what is revealed. Like it's, it, it's, you start to pick up on things like, Oh my gosh, I do this, or I think this, or I've got these negative thoughts towards this person, even negative emotions about this person that I thought I've, yeah, I've let go of. It's like, you start to realize like, Oh, I've got some areas that yeah, I can clean up in, in just live at a different level. So simple, but powerful. Sure. So, so so if you're, if you're listening, I'm so glad you're listening and I want to encourage you 
you know, we're kind of off the cuff here just talking personally about our lives, but this is, if you haven't practiced this yet, I want to encourage you in 2023 to, to be more mindful, to think and live more intentionally um, with the person you are. It's as adults, it's so easy just to live life. And if you don't take time to pause and think and kind of reevaluate and, and give yourself the space to hone in on, okay, it's peace that I want to latch on to, or it's love. It, it, it becomes this addicting habit where it's like, I get to work on myself and I get to become the person I want to be, which is super fun to me. Right. And so I'm super excited about the person I'm going to be in 2023. And I really believe when I hit 2024, I'm going to look back and say, man, what a year. Like I, I am, I am, I'm different. I'm living different. Um, my words and actions are different. So that's fun. Uh, I want to encourage you to take time. If you've not thought about 2023 and, and what you're going to do, not just a word for yourself, but, but what are you going to do to impact the world? I, I think, Mia, if, if we're honest with ourselves, purpose is what drives us. It, knowing who we are and, and operating out of a grounded center that has some kind of value or something good coming out of it is important. But also, we, we've got to use our gifts to, to change the world. Right? We've got to use what we have to impact the world. And if you don't have some ideas or some goals, I want to encourage you, this is not to heap guilt and shame on you at the beginning of the year. It's just to kind of spark and push you. If you don't have some goals for how you're going to change the world and what you want your world to look like in 2023, you're not dreaming big enough. You're not thinking deep enough about life. That's good. Do we want to go into what we're going to be talking about today? Or Yes, we're going to talk about how to rule relationships and how manipulation is something that we're going to have to wrap our minds around. So literally at some point in our life, manipulation will try to sabotage our ability to have healthy relationships. So we're going to unpack that uh, in the next few segments. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more, to get involved, to donate. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at fivestarlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to Five Star Life Podcast and Radio Show. I'm here with Coach Mia. I'm Coach Seth, and Happy New Year to you. Um, you know, the first second we talked a little bit about new, the new year and some of the things that we do to kick off the year, but we, we ended the segment talking about, you know, relationships, and we're teaching um, curriculum, we're, we're recording curriculum for kids across America um, about how to rule your relationships, and relationships are a a pivotal part, a foundational part of living what we call a five-star life. Or it, it's the difference between surviving and going through the motions of life. So you think about 2022, think about your relationships. Like, do you have thriving re- relationships? That's what we all want. Like we are hard, like research says we are hardwired to be connected relation relationally. And so they're very important, but 
manipulation is something that will try to sabotage your relationships at some point in relationships, whether it's someone who's trying to control or manipulate you or whether there's some manipulative tactics or undertones in the way you go about relationships. So that, that's what we want to talk about. You know, I love that we break this down for kids because I, I think back to, you know, my education. I, no one ever talked about manipulation. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, and we just right. lived with it and then you wake up one day and you're like, oh my gosh, like that, I went through that. Yeah, so it brings a lot of self-awareness and um, it, it, it is, the, the definition of manipulation, I'll just read this, it, it's it's control or influence over a person or situation cleverly, unfairly, or unscrupulously. And it's for kids, we like high school, middle school kids, we'd say the visual I want in their minds of, of the word manipulation is you think about these old fashioned puppet shows where you have the, you know, the, the puppets attached to strings and there's a curtain and you follow the strings and there's an individual up above controlling making them dance, making them talk, whatever. They're controlling everything. Ultimately, that's what manipulation is. Manipulation is when we try to pull the strings of someone else's life for our benefit. And, you know, you can see this all the time. And it's something that starts at a very young age. The girl that does my hair, her daughter's, I think, in second grade. And she talks about, like, all her little friends, she's like, they're so manipulative. And I'm like, oh my gosh, second grade. Second grade. And, and, and why is that? Because all of us need love. We all want to be in a relationship. We have relational needs. And if, if you are under the idea that I have to go get love, that's where manipulation comes in, right? I'm going to get what I need right? So if you're not getting a need met, you're going to try to find any way possible to get those needs met. And this is why parenting is so important. If parents uh, are not paying attention or are unaware of their kid's love tank, and not even that, kids can have a full love tank, and it's just human nature. If it's not corrected, we, we will try to manipulate my kids. Uh, kids are expert manipulators. So, so like me and my wife, our boys, all kinds of issues. Like, and, and they're great kids, but if they want ice cream and cookies and mom already told them no because mom already knows, like, man, they had a bunch of other sweet stuff today, sugary stuff, so I'm not going to, you know, fill them with that stuff. What do they do? They come find me. I go home from work, like, hey, dad. Can I have some cookies or ice cream? I'm like, sure, yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then my wife's like, "What are you, what are they doing?" And like, oh, and then we have an issue, and they're like, "I did that. I got power, you know." Right. And they're not evil, but they're just like they're looking out for what number one. So it, it is human nature to to want to be in control. It's a it's human nature. We so we we become power filled and we start to realize like, Hey, at a young age, if I do this or that, I can pull the strings and it works in my favor. And if it's not addressed, they don't learn that that's actually manipulation. They think it's just a, 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 a wise way of getting what they want. They don't know the difference. Mm -hmm. 
So how does that look like in the the classroom? Brandon, you were um, in the classroom and now you're with us, but uh, did you see that in the classroom? I see manipulation yeah. in the classroom. From your students. Definitely. Yeah. I'm trying to like off the, my, the wheels are turning right now of... We're putting I'm, Brandon on the spot. I know by I the caught way. him off He's guard. P- producer Brandon is behind the board. <laughs> Out of all the all the questions you're going to ask me, this was not the one I was ready That's for. That's why I asked it. Because <laughs> I'm interested. Because you know, I mean, kids they don't just manipulate certain people. They don't manipulate in certain situations. I mean, once you're a manipulator and you learn it, it's a craft. It's a skill. Yeah. It's think, a, it's a skill. I think a lot of times we see it in the classroom, like student to teacher, um, if they're in trouble. Or something like that. They they try to manipulate the situation, or I, uh, you call them out on something. I didn't do that. I, you didn't see. That's not that's not what I did. So there's a little bit of that, but there's also they, they manipulate their friends. They're um, they're they're always trying to like be in control or have um, leverage have leverage of some sort, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where you see it in the classroom. I think it's probably more so with their friends, but also you're gonna see it with their teachers as well. Mm-hmm. That was what I was interested in. And research says that the the average level of emotional intelligence, the average age of a person's emotional intelligence is age 13. So you're talking about middle school. You're a middle school teacher. Yep. Adult, the average adult has the emotional intelligence of a 13-year-old. Why is that? Because unless you're intentional, Unless you're called out and challenged, unless there's five-star, unless there's parents that that hones in on these things and has discussion about these things, what do we do? We just continue to manipulate, and we continue to manipulate, and we hone our skill. We get better at hiding it, and we get more devious. I mean, that that's what happens. Or, or we we suffer the consequences. And we learn from it and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. The opposite happens. We, we can just continue to get better at it. And we have to go from circle to circle. And we get better at at prolonging how long it takes for people to find out that we're actually control freaks. Or deceptive. Or liars, right? Because manipulation comes out in lying, in deceiving, in shit blame shifting. And so there's all these different pieces of manipulation that absolutely destroy relationships. They're relational killers. And it's then when you get into your 20s and 30s, you start looking at your relationships with your parents. You start looking at, man, my parents. And and so let's just talk to parents for a second. You know, this is a a tough conversation, but do, do do you manipulate your kids? Now, I, I know that I do. I know that I have. I don't want to. But when my kids were little, they're all, I have a 20-year-old and I have two teenagers. So so they're older now. When they were little, I could totally, con- I, like they did what basically what daddy told them to do, right? But as they got into adolescence, guess what? They're craving independence. They, they have to start making their own decisions. You want them to start making their own decisions, right? But them making their own decisions means what? Means I'm no longer in control. So when I see where there's some of their decisions are taking them out of protection, I want to protect them. But then I can start using fear. I can start using these different things to control. And then they end up feeling really manipulated, really controlled. And then what do they do? They rebel. <laughs> or they then 
they then basically manipulate and they lie and they get deceptive and they're really nice at home and they say all the right things, but then behind your back, they're doing all these other things that they know you wouldn't approve of. If, if you aren't intentional about realizing that, hey, actually my manipulation is just causing them to hide who they really are from me. Gosh, that's a fine line, isn't that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. No. And with every kid, it's different. So that, that's the thing about parenting. I mean, there's principles and concepts, but it's not like, hey, here's exactly what you need to do for Johnny or Susie. It just doesn't work that way. And you go to the manual. <laughs> you go to the manual, and yes, success, 100%. Like, you know, you know, f- fixing your car. Change the oil every, you know, every, you know, 3,000 miles, and it's going to run perfectly. Not how kids work. <laughs> All right. We got to take a quick break. I want to encourage you to go to fivestarlife.org, learn more, donate, get involved. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Coach Seth here. Welcome back to our podcast, our five-star life show. Uh, I'm here in studio with Coach Mia, the one and only. Thank you, Seth. And we've had producer Brandon also uh, mic'd up back behind the board. And, you know, we've been talking about the, the the importance of relationships, right? Research says that we're hardwired to be connected in relationships. Going into 2023, you think about your relationships. Wh- where are they? How are they? And a major part of our health in 2023 is going to be uh, tied up in what? Our relationships and the quality of those relationships. And we've been talking about the, the one of the things that tries to sabotage those relationships. And it's this dirty word called manipulation. And none of us are manipulative. It's always somebody else, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? When I brought up manipulation, I guarantee you 99.9% of people listening did not think of themselves. They thought of someone else. That's how we are. That's what I do too. But when you stop and pause and think about in what ways do I do things to get what I want from someone? Whether it's kids, whether it's siblings, whether it's friendships, whether it's coworkers. And again, there's a fine line here because there's a natural give and take in relationship. Like true relationships have value added on both sides. So I'm not saying there shouldn't be some thought process about how can I serve this person? How do I build this relationship? That's wisdom. But we're talking about this idea of not just doing things to get or to control. That's the difference. Good relationships, people who are relationally savvy, naturally give and serve, right? That's what they do. They compliment, they encourage. People who are just manipulative, they just give and serve to get. The end goal is always to get. That's the difference. But, but Brandon, you you were you have another another take on this, another thought on this. 
Well, you were you were talking about parenting, and I'm not a parent, but I was also connecting it as a teacher. There's this power dynamic where there's a there's a give and take of am I being manipulative to students because I have this like inherent power over them, and it, there's there's this constant pull of is what I'm doing manipulative or not, and that was something that kind of came to me as well. Just when you were talking about that level with parents of. I have this control. I have this power. Am I using it more so the right way? I guess is probably the the thing we're I'm thinking of here. In, in relationships, the 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 longer the relationship goes on, the older the person is, the less you can use the because I said so. Mm-hmm. The less you can use power, if you really want to have a relationship, right? Right, and. I mean, and I'm a coach too, so it comes into this. Uh, Bray and I always have this conversation of he goes by Coach Bray, and I refuse to go by Coach Brandon. I go by Coach Abel. And sometimes I think it's like teacher. teachers are the same way. Teachers will go, like, don't call me by my first name. And it's like this power dynamic twitch. And it's not being manipulative, but it's like another piece of that in my am I just trying to have power to have power or like, am I abusing my power and and how that works? And going by my last name or my first name isn't manipulative, but it's a part of that power trip of, am I just trying to hold this power over the student because I'm older or I'm in this position of power. So there's always this give give and take with them too. Well, I think what's awesome about what you're saying is, there's some reflection, some self-evaluation of what your motives are, because that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. What, what the actions, what's communicated through the actions, will go one way or another based on the motive. And you know, we can sniff out motives. Most people can sniff out the motives, you know, fairly quick. People might fool us once, but after being fooled once, we know, oh, this is their motivation, and then. We, we then are labeled by those motives. And it's hard to undo that unless we change. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that too, even as like a coworker and a, a, you know, a manager is like, are your motives pure? I mean, it's just kind of the same thing that Brandon was saying that you just really have to reflect and because, you know, you can't, you can take your power and be manipulative. Absolutely. Um, is it good? Is it bad? Right. And, and sometimes I think the reason we use manipulation is because we justify, like, I know better than they do. So I'm going to do this for you. Like, especially with parenting. Like, I know what they need, <laughs> it, which is true. It's 100% true. I, I know through the experience I have and the research, I, I know. But if I play that hand, what am I going to do? I'm going to drive my kids away. And I'm going to be this controlling, manipulative person that that becomes the hallmark of our relationship. And is that what I want? Do I want a genuine relationship at a certain level or do I want them just to do what I want them to do? That, that becomes the question you think about your relationships. Would you rather manipulate and get what you want and know that eventually they'll, they're going to discover it or would you rather have a genuine relationship that's at a certain level of authenticity that's not perfect, it's a little messy, but you allow it to be and you allow it to have honest conversations, not these manipulative, 
using and abusing what you have. You know, as you were saying that, I was thinking about like with manipulation, sometimes it's done out of just like, I guess I would just like quickly so it's over. Like, I'm just going to shut down the situation. I'm going to shut down what they're trying to do. I'm going to manipulate them. Then it's over. I mean, that's terrible parenting. And that's terrible even like relationship, you know, conflict resolution. But I think sometimes it's just easy. That's a great, uh, it's, it's really good because my kids, uh, my one son, um, he's in high honors class, AP classes, and he has a teacher that does that. Mm. And it's, it's caused this total disconnect in this class because this teacher is highly opinionated but will not be challenged. So he, this teacher will manipulate the entire conversation, but when somebody brings up an honest question or challenges the theories or, or discussion, this, this person just shuts it down and shuts them down. So... What happens is these kids, like my son learned, like, okay, I know, like, I want to have an A in the class. It's an AP class. It's going on my, on my you know, uh, transcript. So I've got to be a little bit fake. So now he's causing my son almost to say, okay, I, I have to sit back and just kind of take this. I can't engage in the educational process. I just have to be a yes man in this class. And is that what teachers really want? Or as parents, too, because then it goes back to what you were saying before, is that the the child is telling you what you want to hear, mm-hmm. just so you'll really be quiet. And then, you know, they leave the house and do something completely different. And then we're shocked. Yeah. I can't believe it. Not my Johnny. They've never done this before. And the reality is they've been doing it the whole time behind our back. Mm-hmm. So, so th- then that brings up, if you're not going to mani- manipulate them as they get to adolescence, then you've got to start to allow them to make some of their own decisions, which is super hard. When they start making decisions that you don't agree with, and then there's lines. There's lines of what you're going to allow to happen in under your roof, where it's just like, it's not manipulation. It's just, this is how it is. Sorry, I'm not going to allow you to hurt yourself under my roof. So I can't force you. I can't, st- you're too old for me to totally stop you. But at this point, it, it becomes a relational those are those are tough things. Or you can try to drop the hammer and manipulate every little thing and really have no relationship. Tough, tough stuff. You know, and this might be a little off the subject, but I was thinking about even like when you allow your kids to start making their own choices. It's even like with clothes. You know, you have some of those parents that, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to, you know, wear what I told you. Then the, you have these other parents that, you know, just allow the freedom of, you know, yeah. and you get some outfits, but mm-hmm. you got to take your hat off to that. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have any girls because I don't know what I'd do. That'd be so tough. The, the The clothing style today is just so different. You know, it's like, it's hard. and <laughs> It's really hard for parents. And the big excuse that I hear parents saying and I hear girls saying is like, well, this is just the style. It's all you can find. It's all you can find. There's <laughs> nothing else that covers up my navel. Like I have to show my navel every day. That's just how it is. <laughs> It's best you probably didn't have girls. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be that'd be challenging. All right, so uh, you know t- to wrap this up, we we have one more segment coming up, but I, I want you to take some time to think about. We've we've kind of heavily talked about self reflection and, and self awareness, evaluating in in what ways do you use manipulation to control different things and situations. There are responsibilities at work, at home, and yet there's responsibilities. It's called leadership. 
I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about using manipulation to get to control. Evaluate that. But I want to wrap this show up by talking about how do you how do you disconnect and stay away and not let people who are manipulating you continue to manipulate you into 2023. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. And, you know, we're talking about relationships and how to rule your relationships, how to have control, dominion in your relationships, which research says that relationships are key to thriving and living a five-star life. But there's something that will sabotage relationships, um, and it's manipulation. And so we've talked about this really from a... Uh, self-awareness standpoint, um, in what ways are you tempted to manipulate certain relationships, whether they're at home with, with parents or kids or siblings or, um, or coworkers um, or friendships? It's all about our desire for power, uh, for control, to get what we want. And, you know, the, the reality, like I, in the first segment, I talked about kind of my word for the year, kind of my focus point is love. You know, it's amazing when you live out and your core out of love, um, you're just not, the, the focus is not on what you need. Um, and, and what happens, the more that I, you know, 44, I think I'm 44. Gosh, I can't remember how old I am. I don't am. even know. So, so, <laughs> so 44, the more I live in love, what I've noticed is the more love that people just, there's love that just comes back to me when I don't even expect it and I'm doing for it. It's just kind of like love. And so that that's what I want. And manipulation is the exact opposite. Manipulation is fabricating ways to get what I want when I want it. And there are ultimately four stages of manipulation. And the first stage of Manipulation is flattery. And this is important to understand for ourselves. It's also important to understand because I know there's a lot of people listening that you have, your 2022, maybe the last year of your life, maybe the last 10 years of your life, you, your life has been hijacked by people who are manipulative. And flattery is the first step. So they seek to... they. Act like they love you. They will tell you how amazing they'll praise you. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's really only to butter you up. These people are masters at reading body language, and they know what to say, when to say it, to make you feel good. But there's always something that they're going to want in return at some point. So flattery is the first step. Um, and again, complimenting somebody, encouraging somebody, that's what good relational, like that's good relational etiquette, right? But the whole point is what? To encourage them, to build them up, 
to celebrate them. That's to give them something, right? Flattery, it's all about getting something. So there's a there, there there's a line there. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about my grandkids and like, my oldest grandson is the master of flattery. <laughs> but I love it. I'm like, yeah. you know what? He can have whatever he wants. Yep. <laughs> so it works. Yep. The second stage of manipulation is isolation. So uh, after praising you and flattering you and buttering you up um, and earning your trust, now now if I can isolate you, if I can get you off to the side, um, now I can... I can control you. And, and so at this stage of isolation, this is when people will start to convince you that the other people in your life, they don't understand you. They don't have the relationship that we do. And a matter of fact, they're really trying to, they're really kind of controlling and they'll project onto others what they themselves are trying to do. And we often fall for it because guess what? Those other people aren't perfect. <laughs> So, you know, you could probably see some things in other people that aren't perfect. And so it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And so we get drawn in manipulation. And th- this happened to my son. Um, he, he, he works at Dick's and a coworker came up to him when he was isolated. He's working at the cash register when it was a slow night. And this guy came up with a bunch of gear, merchandise. And so my son started scanning it and he got done scanning, but there was still a ski jacket. And the guy picked it up and said, hey, bro, can you do me a favor? Can you withhold this? Like, mind if I just, we, we cool if you just let me not scan this? And so what he was trying to do is he's thinking, he strategically thought about, okay, there's nobody else up at the register. This kid is new. I can manipulate him because he's isolated and do what I want. And I can put him on the spot. I'm not going to talk to him, but I'm just going to say, hey, man, are we good? That's what people do. They try to isolate you so they can get what they want. The third stage of manipulation is devaluing someone or gaslighting someone. So first it's flattering. I'm going to build you up and praise you. But then I'm going to start to isolate you. Then I'm going to start to shame you. I'm, I'm going to start to insert negativity. And well, well you, you, how come you're not calling me back? Or how come you didn't do this for me? How come you won't do this favor for me? How come you won't do this thing for me? How can you won't let me steal this jacket? What's, what's wrong with you? Don't you, like, what's wrong? With, and so they will project on you the guilt that they should have. They'll project on you as though you're doing something wrong. So so that that's stage three. They'll even make you feel bad and question your integrity. It's devious. Yes. The fourth stage, also in that third stage, a part of gaslighting, um, or devaluing, this is where like it can even slip into like verbal abuse, right? They're just nasty. And yet they're doing it in a way that you almost feel like you deserve it. Ever had those those situations, any of these things? Gosh, I, re- I, I really haven't. And I guess I'm getting confused too. It's like you see it on TV all the time. So I'm like, did I live that or did I watch that? Where were <laughs> But I don't believe so that I've been through that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a really good thing because hopefully the goal is that as we get through adolescence that we kind of learn these things. By the time we get to adulthood, we learn like, okay, who, who is manipulative? Who do I need to distance myself from? And what are the signs? That's the whole goal of teaching this to kids so that they can not live a bunch of lo- uh, years 
being manipulated, you know. The fourth stage, though, is using fear of violence. And this is when people, like, threaten, like, if you don't do this, I'm, you know, our relationship's over, or I'm going to, I'm going to do this other action to hurt you, or I'm going to expose you, or I'm going to, whatever, I'm going to hurt myself. So just pretty weird stuff. Man, it's, it's so, it's so deep and, uh, I guess, troubling to really think of uh, what manipulation does. Mm-hmm. So it, it's nasty stuff, and, and the key to overcoming manipulation, not letting it sabotage uh, how you interact with people or how you allow people to interact with you, is living by the five slave value of integrity, which is we, we define as who you are when nobody's looking the real you. So integrity is basically that that inner compass, right? That inner voice. When you follow the inner voice and you reflect and say, "Man, I." If this person knew what I was really after, if they found out what I was really after, what would they think of me? That's what that's the way integrity thinks. Another you know way I had kids look at this is if you had a seventy inch TV hovering above your head that broadcast for whoever's around you that they could see your thoughts, what you're thinking about that person, what your motives were for that person. If they're broadcast for all to see, would you? would you like them to see that? And if the answer is no, then that helps you with your integrity. Like, okay, I've got to change the way I'm thinking. I've got to change the way I'm acting. I I need to change my motivation towards this situation. You know, as as I was thinking about situations of um, manipulation, sometimes it's subtle. And you have to evaluate like how that friend or that relationship makes you feel and then what, why I had a friend that it was like she could shift everything. So we always did what she wanted to do, you know, and it was very slight, but eventually I was like, you know what, this is about her and it's not about being a friend. It's Mm -hmm. just about somebody going along with her. So I think too, you have to kind of step back and evaluate how they make you feel. Absolutely. That's good. Brandon, anything to add to that? You know, I I have some stories. I just didn't know if I I didn't really want to share them on the radio necessarily. <laughs> um, Don't use names. But no, I mean, I I can think of like some gaslighting that's happened to me. Um, almost like it was almost like reverse of what what Mia said. It was they made me feel like I made everything about like everything we did was only things that I liked or only my interests. And I was like, no, that's. There's, that's not that's not how it was. Um, so, and gaslighting is like a pretty popular just terminology right now. You see it all over the internet of um, a, just a term that's being used kind of maybe almost lightly. Of, mm-hmm. But I can definitely think of some situations where some friendships of I've been in that certain circumstance. Sorry. Yep, that's good. Well, in- integrity again. When you have when you tune into your inner voice and have an inner compass that that creates the boundaries for you in relating to other people and how you allow other people to relate to you. And, and sometimes it means saying, like my, like my son did at Dick's, like, sorry, bro, you're going to find somebody else to help you with that. And when you say no to people that are trying to be manipulative, they don't like that. So you're going to have to be okay with people not liking when you say yes or no because they're no longer able to control you. That's challenging. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next, in the next show.
At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.